Peace be upon you. God willing, wanted to try something a little different this week. Uh, this week during Friday prayer, the uh, person giving a sermon uh, gave a very uh, impactful sermon, and I asked them to uh, record it for us so I can uh, broadcast it on uh, the podcast. Uh, God willing, you guys enjoy it. If you guys got any comments or questions, feel free to hit us up at Korantalk at gmail.com and let us know what you think. And uh, there's a, a couple parts to the sermon, so this is just the first part. And if you guys uh, enjoy it, please let us know, and uh, we'll get more of these uh, out for everyone. I would like to give a speech on a school of God alone. And that's going to be a series of the lectures. And the first one is about the first day of a school. As we enter into this school, there is a banner on top of the entrance door. And Surah Hamd, which is the first chapter of Quran, is written on it. The first chapter of Quran, Surah Hamd, is being recited by all Muslims at least 17 times per day. And this is abstract of the Quran. And uh, the rest of the Quran basically support that verse. And it's important we understand that uh, verse clearly. And I'll try briefly to go over and talk about it. Uh, since uh, we all uh, are familiar with the, uh, that surah words, I'm not going to translate those into English. And uh, where possible, I'll just use the Arabic word for it. The first four uh, verses of that uh, surah, God is introducing himself. He is using five names or attribute and also two chapters of his creation. Those five words are Allah, Rahman, Rahim, Rab, and Malik. And the two chapters of creation is our universes that's the first chapter our universes everything in it some of them are touchable some of them we can see and some of them even we cannot see so all of the creation that we live in so that's the first chapter of the book the second chapter of the book is about the judgment day and hereafter God called them Rabbul Alameen Alamin basically that's the first chapter and Yawm din is the judgment day. Rahman and Rahim both talks about God's giving. The root word, Arabic word for those two uh, words, Rahman and Rahim, is basically the same. Is Rahim. Rahim means mother's womb. So God is using the meaning of mother's womb so we understand what attribute of gods are when a baby in the mother's womb exists basically the mother womb is going to protect it is going to support it is going to feed it and it doesn't care if the baby is black white brown ugly, beautiful, guilty, not guilty, anything. So the mother's womb doesn't care. It just do what it's supposed to do. It protect 
and give food to the baby. This is the meaning of Rahman. So when God says, I am Rahman, basically that means for all people, regardless of what race, background, guilty, not guilty, with God, without God, God gives them the basic things to survive. So that is the attribute of God. The same as watermelon is tasty to everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, watermelon is tasty. Or sun shines to everybody. doesn't matter who they are, bad guy, good guy. It shines to everybody. So that's the meaning of Rahman. As our fingerprints are different, each one of us has a special talent. And, for example, God gives to one person shovel, to the next person is going to give a tractor, to the next person is going to give a pen, and so on and so forth. Each one of us have individual blessing so God gives us to each one of us certain things and that is the meaning of Rahim so when we say Rahman and Rahim so that means we have to remember the mother's womb and each one of us is going to have a unique things which is Rahim and something universal to all applies to all of the babies that mother's womb protect and feed and that is Rahman now let's, and also remember Rahman and Rahim has been repeated two times in those four verses and that shows the significance of that. So again we have to remember God wants us to know He is Rahman and Rahim as I explained. Now let's move to the Rab and Malik. God calls himself Rabbul Alamin. Rab means President of Alamin Universes. God is president of the universes. So whatever are in existence, God is the president. God calls himself president. And for the judgment day and hereafter, he used the word Malek. Malek means owner. So he calls himself owner of the judgment day, but he calls himself president of the universe. We all know that if you consider a company, when there is a president, president knows everything in the company, should know. And God knows every detail in this company. All of the employees, what are their needs, what the company output are, what are the inputs are. So everything about the company, so the president knows. Malik somehow is different. Malik means when your company has a Malik, means an owner. Owner has more power, can fire the president and uh, put another president. God called himself Malik of the Yawmeddin, which is the judgment day. So what is the difference? Why uh, we, we all know that God can be president of uh, judgment day as well or can be the owner of the universe as well. So he is. But why he chooses those two attributes for different purposes? When he calls himself president of the universe, I believe he wants to tell us we have a role here. We are employee of that company that God is the president. As an employee, we have certain tasks to do. And uh, we have some say in the, uh, our living. For example, God has given us free will. 
free will exists in this universe that we are living in. Free will sometimes have some uh, people might argue on that what exactly the free will is. In my opinion, free will is the decision your soul makes on every aspect of the living. For example, you are going to say, I want to go to Sin City and commit a sin. I want to go to Las Vegas and do gambling. You make your mind. You make a decision. And when you make a decision, that's all your free will. So free will ends when you make your mind. Now, what would be the outcome of it? Can you go to Las Vegas? Or maybe your car is going to broke at the middle of the road. Or for any reason, you go or you don't go is not in your hand. But the decision part is yours. And you are going to get credit or discredit for the decision you made. In the other hand, you, may, you might make a decision to go and give some money to charity, do some uh, help some people. So again, that's the decision you make. And you get credit for that. As long as you stick to your decision. And that's all basically dictate uh, your reward or your punishment. Now, the outcome, what will happen after you make decision, it is not in our hand. It is in God's hand. And God might do whatever His will is. We are all just making that decision and we get credit or discredit based on that one. Now, free will exists in this universe as long as we live. We have a free will to make such a decisions. And that's why God called himself the president. In the judgment day, there is no free will. And you just sit over there and observe the consequence of your action in this world. And you have no say over there. And that's why the God called himself Malik or owner of the judgment day. Because over there we have no say. And in the, our life we have and that's why he called himself president of the universe now after those four verses that uh, God introduces himself the fifth verse is about our responsibility we have two responsibility in this world basically in Arabic it says Ya kana abudu Two. It means we only worship you. We only ask help from you. Now, take a look at that. When we say the word ibadat in Arabic means paver. The tractor or somebody, some equipment that uh, uh, smoothened the road, paved the road, uh, basically it's called Abed. So God is asking us that we worship Him alone. Worship, what does it mean? Does it mean we go and uh, pray and we say Zerk and we remember God? Is this about that? The answer is, is piece of it, not the whole thing. Again, back to the word 
abed, which means paving the road, God wants us, we pave our soul, so God attributes to sit on us. If God is Rahman and Rahim, we have to be Rahman and Rahim. If God feeds the people, we have to feed our people to our ability. So again, all of the good attribute that God has, we have to pave our soul. So those godly attribute to sit on it. We do whatever God basically describing himself. That's what it means when we say we only worship you. So the worship is paving your soul so God attributes to sit in it. You can worship the Satan as well and you make your soul pay for the Satan attribute to sit on you. So that's a decision we have to make. To be with God or not to be with God. Now, Iyakan Astain, we only ask help from you. That's a little bit uh, hard to digest. Okay, uh, can I go and ask my mechanic to fix my car? Is there something wrong with that? Only I have to go and ask God. Why is it so important? When you ask someone else to fix your broken car, basically, you forget that God is running everything. You are going after the shortcut. This is cheating. So you go and ask someone else to come and fix your car. You have to go to God and say, God, my car is broken. And ask you to help me the car gets fixed. Then, after you say that, you put your... And, attention to God now you go and put your brain in work and God is going to put in your brain to do the right thing you most likely end up to go to a mechanic but the right one so God is going to be with you because you remembered him that's all it takes it's a subtle difference so again yes a mechanic is going to fix your car but again the right one so that is the fifth verse two responsibility that's all god is asking us in this world the sixth verse is our prayer so god is teaching us when you talk to me when you ask me for something your ultimate prayer is guard me to the right path the root word for basically means guide us the word is hedayat or in different way hadi hadi is one of the attribute of god hadi means a person in back 1400 years ago or still might be used when you want to go in desert from one city to another city you need someone to take you otherwise you are going to get lost there is all sand there is nothing there so if somebody doesn't know where to go you are going to get lost so the person who was familiar i guess based on whatever knowledge could look at the stars and here and there and take you from one city to the another one they call it hadi god is using this word to tell us he is the one who can guide us and take us to our destination. Remember, 
This is not to tell us go right, go left, go right, go left, and you reach your destination. No, no. Hadi is someone who takes your hand, is with you all the time. During your trip, it might take a month or whatever. The Hadi, that guy, is with you and take you over there. So that is our prayer. So our ultimate prayer is to God be with us, live with us. We are with God. And that what it means for al-Mustaqim. When we say uh, asking God, there are usually four categories that we can ask God for something. The first is you ask for yourself. Oh God, give me, uh, I want a car, I want a house, I want a job, I want this, I want that. Every day we are asking God for those kind of things. That's the first level of the asking God. The second one is when you ask something for someone else. You say, oh, my God, help my son. God, help my neighbor. God, help those poor people. I see that the refugees uh, going from this city to that city, they are suffering. You say, God, help them. And you pray for different people, not for yourself. That's another level of the asking God. The third level is when you ask God nothing from this world. You are just asking God, uh, to get closer to him. So God, please uh, help me uh, to serve you as you deserve. Uh, please uh, forgive my sin. Please accept my repent. Again, you are asking God something to get closer to God. Your intention is not to gain something for yourself or someone else in this world. So that's the third one. The fourth kind of indirect asking God is when you talk with God as a friend you want to God hear you from your lips from your heart same as you call your friend you don't want to ask your friend to do a favor or anything for you you just call your friend to talk to the friend and the fourth way of the Asking God is just to be friend and talk to them. Usually when you read the Quran, you can see that uh, the messengers of uh, God, they talk to God like that. It's not to ask something. Some of them they do, but some of them, as you notice, they will see, yeah, just they're talking to God. They are not asking for anything. The last verse of the Surah Hamd, it talks about what is this all about? What is this word all about? And God tells us in the last verse that this life which we are living in is a journey. It tells us three, there are three routes or roads in this world that we have to pick one of them. The first one is when you have a map in your hand and you follow the map. And God called this one Sarat al-Mustaqim and the right path. You have a map and you follow the map. The second one is you have a map but you don't follow the map. And this call it Maqzubin. And the third one is you don't have a map and you are circling around yourself. And this one God call it Zaldi. So question is, what is the map? The map is Quran. 
if you read the Quran and follow the Quran, you are in the right path. If you read the Quran, you understand it, but you don't follow it, okay, you fall in the Mahzubin. And the last one is when you don't have any guidance, a map, you don't have Quran, you don't understand, you don't read it, then you are astray, you are sick in yourself. 